الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تقدموا بين يدي الله ورسوله واتقوا الله إن الله سميع عليم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس من أمتي من لم يجل كبيرنا ويرحم صغيرنا ويعرف لعالمنا حقه أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم As the time gets more distant from the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and as we get closer to Qiyamah then there is a degree of degeneration that is setting all the time in the level of deen that was there in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as time has gone past and as we have come to this point in time there is a marked decline and there is this decline in everything but there are those who despite the decline around them they still very firmly cling on to that which Allah Ta'ala has given in the Quran Sharif to that which Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us and despite the decline which is all over the place they still progress, they move forward Among the things that this decline has come and which direction things are going in is that we are becoming more and more materialistic. The outlook is more material. Things are judged on the basis of material. A person feels within himself also that my worth might increase if I have certain material possessions perhaps a certain type of car that I drive might increase my position and status or the kind of house that I might live in may increase my position and status so these are ni'mats of Allah Ta'ala, they are bounties of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala has blessed somebody with these bounties, he's acquired it in a halal way so it's a ni'mat, he will use it, he will make shukar for it but this doesn't increase anybody's worth in any way in the court of Allah Ta'ala, these things don't make any difference to a person's position and status, to a person's worth and value. What increases a person's value is values. Those qualities and attributes in a person. One is the external self. That too is important. A person has to look after his physical self as well. But the real thing is what's inside. And therefore in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has stated that Inna Allah la yamduru ila ajsamikum wa la ila suwarikum wa la ki yamduru ila qulubikum wa a'malikum. Allah Ta'ala is not, does not look at the external self of a person in order to place his worth. That because a person is of a certain color, or he's from a certain place in the world, or he's Arab or non-Arab, 
or he speaks a certain language. None of these things make any difference in a person's worth in the court of Allah Ta'ala. What Allah Ta'ala sees is the heart and the amal of a person. Is he conducting himself in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala? Is he living his life in the way of the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? That is what increases his worth and value. Therefore the thing to put the entire focus on is values. That's what makes a person valuable. So in this is the whole, every aspect of deen is included in this. But the thing that we will discuss briefly in this time is, among the aspects of values is the very great value of adab, respect. It is this respect that makes a person and the lack of respect that breaks a person. Obviously, there are many factors that all combine together to take a person forward in life. In terms of his deen, in terms of his progress and getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. But it has never happened without respect. A combination of things. But if other things were all in place, but respect was missing. Only the lack of respect alone would cause the destruction. That itself will drop a person. One very great personality, very great alim and allama of the time, Lama Zarnoji rahmatullahi who has written many very scholarly works. In one of his works, this is the statement he has made, ma wasala man wasala illa bil hurma. ma sakata man sakata illa bi tarkil hurma. Any person who has progressed and reached any level of closeness to Allah Ta'ala has made any advancement in deen and let alone deen even in dunya also then it has been together with the ingredient of respect it hasn't been without respect if respect was missing it didn't happen and he says ma sakata man sakata illa bitarkil hurma this is actually the deduction from all the ahadith and whatever has been taught to us in the Quran Sharif in fact and in the experiences that have happened that whoever has fallen then some aspect of the lack of respect has played its part in it. So this is an extremely fundamental aspect of deen. It's not something that's just related to the finishings. One is the structure of that house, that that is what's the most important part of it. And then you get the finishings, which will make it look very nice, which will make it very comfortable. But if those finishings are not there, life will still carry on. But if the structure is in a problem, the roof is leaking, the windows are broken, that will be a major problem. So the finishings a person can live without. But he can't live without the structure being in place properly. The finishings are also very important in deen. But adab is not just part of the finishings. Adab is part of the structure of deen. And a lack of adab will cause a problem in the structure of deen. To understand this in the ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala addresses the Sahaba Ikram primarily. But the entire ummah is addressed in the Quran Sharif in every ayat. So Allah Ta'ala addresses, reveals his ayat to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu la tuqaddimu bayna yadayillahi wa rasoolihi wa attaqullah. Now this is Surah Al-Hujarat and the first ayat of Surah Hujarat and this entire surah, there's so many other things in it, but this very first ayah of Surah Hujarat deals with adab. The surah is teaching us so many things of adab, of respect. Allah Ta'ala addresses the believers, 
او یو بلیو لا ترفع اصواتکم فوق صوت النبی لا تقدموا بين يدي الله ورسوله واتقوا الله that don't be ahead don't jump the gun don't advance ahead of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam you wait your turn the sahaba being primarily addressed that you are now sitting with rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam you don't start saying something before he gives you the go ahead is there something to suggest you wait for him to give you the go ahead you want to ask something you first wait for the permission that okay you may ask don't start saying something before you gain the permission to do so now what is this this is adab nothing but adab that there's the personality of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ba'd as khuda buzruk to ee qissa mukhtasar after allah taala the greatest rank is of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so now you are in his presence you should bear the respect and maintain the respect of that personality of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam wait for his permission first now this was the respect and the adab then further in another ayat of the quran sharif allah taala says that la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawtin nabi same in surah hujurat further down allah taala says don't even raise your voice above the voice of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam now not raising the voice what is this again adab somebody would say but what what harm it does it does a lot of harm whether we understand it or not that's what allah taala is teaching us this adab now this was in the lifetime of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that the quran sharif is teaching this adab that don't even raise your voice above his voice wala tajharu lahu bil qawl tajhari ba'dikum li ba'd and don't shout out to him and call out to him like you call out to one another or two friends he sees his friend on the far distance now he just shouts out to him or he wants to attract somebody's attention the person is looking the other direction he'll call his name and call call for him allah taala is saying don't ever do this because you are doing something very dangerous what is the danger an tahbata a'malukum wa antum la tash'urun that you're raising your voice above the voice of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam you're calling out to him like you might call out to one another this is so dangerous that it might nullify all your a'mal everything will get wiped out wa antum la tash'urun and you won't even realize what happened you will think everything is fine everything is carrying on there's no problem whereas there's a major problem already now the quran sharif says an tahbata a'malukum all your a'mal will get nullified and wiped out the mufassirin explain that among the a'mal is the amal of iman iman is also an amal the warning is that the disrespect of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam could result in a person's iman also getting nullified Now this respect that was necessary for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in his lifetime this respect is necessary after Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam passing from dunya at his Rauza Mubarak They're not even to raise the voices in the presence of the Rauza Mubarak then apart from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam this respect is necessary for those who are the vicegerents of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam obviously his maqam his level nobody can come close to it nobody can dream of it also but according to the ranks that respect is necessary for every person of deen those who have been a means of deen reaching us 
whether it is right at the top, the great, the Sahaba Ikram, the Tabi'een, the great Aimma Mujtahideen, the Muhaddisin, the Fuqaha, and all the scholars of Deen, up to our day and age. That they are passing on that message of Rasulullah to us. With that same respect. The respect, obviously, the ranks will differ, but the respect, in principle, that respect. And the same warning that Allah Ta'ala sounded in the Quran Sharif, that warning is still applicable. Now we might wonder that how can this warning be applicable in this time and age, that a person due to disrespect his amal, every amal, including iman, might get nullified. So this doesn't happen just on that one act. But what the muhaddisin explained, that this disrespect causes a blockage in a person's deen. A person now is suffering some heart disease. So now it doesn't start off that he overnight just gets a heart attack without any prior issue happening. There's a build-up. A blockage starts, then that blockage starts building up, and over time it gets completely narrowed, and then suddenly there's a, there's a heart attack. Sometimes there might be some little pain here and there. Sometimes without any warning, suddenly that heart attack comes. Now when that attack came, you say, no, these arteries are all clogged. It started long ago. But the person realized it only now. He had no idea what was going on all this while. The same thing happens with the person's deen, due to the disrespect. Whether it's a disrespect of the Quran Sharif, disrespect of the symbols of deen, the Azan, the month of Ramadan, the Masjid, the scholars of deen, anything to do with deen. Our elders, parents, so this disrespect creates a blockage. Now the person, mashallah, was very punctual with even his tahajjud maybe. He was making tilawat of the Quran Sharif daily. He was very enthusiastic about deen. He was regular in the masjid. Always being there beforehand to make his salah with jama'ah, with takbir ula And generally motivated towards righteousness. Now suddenly things are changing. Things are turning the other way around. Suddenly now the tahajjud is gone. Oh, there's no drive to make tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. There was a time when he wasn't missing his takbir ula now salah jama'ah is now becoming history. And in the last moment it's just happening in a rush, haphazardly. Then suddenly that salah starts becoming qaza, out of time. And it's not really affecting the person too. Whereas it's such a major loss, that in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, missing one salah in its time, that is even if the qaza is made later, it's more serious than a person losing all his family and wealth at one go. But now that's also not making any real, not causing any real concern. And then this one thing leads to another and there's no vacuum. When one thing goes, something is going to replace it. When the Quran Sharif, Tilawat of the Quran Sharif went, then the social media came in. The Tasbihat and Zikr went, now the person is watching even Haram. And then one thing leaves, something else fills its place, something negative. One positive when some negative came in its place. And one thing leads to another, from makru to haram, from haram to the worst haram, and then suddenly a person has gone onto the borders of kufr, Allah forbid he, one gust of something comes, and he stripped over. But it started off where, it's, the blockage started off with the disrespect. And tahbata a'malukum wa antum la tashurun. 
Allah Ta'ala says, all your amal will get nullified, you won't even realize where it started off from. person won't have any idea where it started off from. But if he made amends, he realized what happened, something is going wrong, sorted it out, made soba, istighfar, inshallah everything comes back on track. But he carries on, carries on and on, and life just goes on like nothing happens, suddenly there's a fatal heart attack. Now it's too late to do anything. So this aspect of respect is a very fundamental lesson in deen. The Quran Sharif is teaching us this lesson. Rasulullah practically demonstrated this lesson also. So many instances, Nabi Islam taught the Sahaba, what is this respect all about? One is the Quran Sharif teaches us respect, one is for even our parents. Don't even say oof to them. A person is not physically doing anything. He's not uh, using any vulgar languages. He's not shouting and screaming. What he's doing? He's not he's saying oof, meaning a sound of irritation. Whether it's oof or whether it's some other sound. Like, ah. Some sound of irritation, expression of irritation. The Quran Sharif says, don't do this. This is disrespectful. Allah Ta'ala's command. What is this? It's only respect. Nothing else. This is a lesson of respect. Don't even make an expression of irritation to your parents. Then, in the ahadith we see the various lessons Nabi Islam gave us. Once, Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala was walking. He happened to be walking ahead of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. As it happened now, people are walking along, somebody just walked out first, somebody a little behind him. Nabi Islam saw this and he said to him that don't walk in front of a person who is better than you. And then Nabi Islam then added further on top of that, that inna Abu Bakrin khayrum mimman tala'at alayhi shams aw gharabat. Abu Bakr radiallahu an is the best person upon whom the sun has risen or set after the Amiyali Musallatu Wasalam. There is nobody who is greater than him upon whom the sun has ever risen or set apart from the Amiyali Musallatu Wasalam. So you don't walk ahead of him. What is this being taught? Respect. That even in the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his rank was understood among the Sahaba, that he was the greatest of all the Sahaba. So now you maintain that respect. Once, two Sahaba came to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And they came to relate some issue that happened. One person was on the scene, he saw what happened. The other person wasn't there. The person who happened to be on the scene was the younger brother. Other elder brother came along to report the incident. The younger person was there, he started talking, he started giving the incident first. Nabi Salaam says to him, Kabbir, Kabbir. Let the elder brother speak first. He's the elder, you should respect him. Let him speak first. Now, he wasn't there, but respect the seniority of age. Let him speak first. So that person started speaking. He gave the introduction to it. Something has happened. But in any case, my brother was there, he'll continue, then he carries on. But what is being taught? Respect for parents, obviously. Respect for the elder brother. That this is how this system remains peaceful. This is how that home remains a 
example of Jannah. When everybody understands the level and maqam and gives the due respect, gives everybody the due honor, then there is that peace, that serenity, that muhabbat. Once Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he sees two people standing alongside one another. He asks the one person, who is the other person to you? He says, this is my father. Your father? La tusammihi bi ismi. Remember, don't ever call him by his name. You call him by title of respect. Don't call him by his name. Wala tamshi amama. Don't ever walk ahead of him. You walk behind him. One step behind. Wala tajlis qabla. Don't take a seat before him. Now you need to be seated somewhere. Let him sit, sit down first. Now what is being taught? Outwardly these things look very minor to us. But when this what we regard as minor starts getting eroded. And unfortunately this concept has been lost already. By and large. Then what happens? When this level of respect to is gone, it finally erodes further. Then that same kind of talk happens, which won't be even respectful for friends. That kind of language is used, that kind of manner is used with one's parents. Because respect, that essence of respect is being lost. So how a person talking to his friend also will be regarded as disrespectful, that kind of talk is now taking place with one's parents, with one's seniors, with some... But he is Ustad. Now that child hasn't been taught respect. He's gone to Maktab. So now that Ustad may be reprimanded him. That Ustad is correcting him. So now he is just retorting in any way. Back answering. How is that child ever going to progress in this? And therefore this is in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Nabi sallallahu min ummati. What a strong tone. This person is not part of my ummah. It's as if like a person being disowned. Now, this doesn't mean that he is now no more part of the Ummah, but this is like a severe tone, like a person saying, this is not my son. It is his son. He will remain his son. But he's saying this so far away from me, is like as if a stranger to me. So, Laysam in Ummati, this person is not part of my Ummah. Who? Mallam yujilla kabirana. The person who doesn't respect our elders. Whether it is elders in deen, whether it is elders in age, elders of a community, the senior people of a community. وَيَرْحَمْ صَغِيرَنَا The one who doesn't have compassion on our younger ones. وَيَعْرِفْ لِعَالِمِنَا حَقَّهِ And those who don't give due regard to the scholars of our deen. This is part of deen. It's part of the requirement of deen. Yes, there will be differences of views among the scholars also. But despite those differences, our responsibility is to respect everyone. As far as following, we will follow one personality who we have confidence in. In his deen, in his taqwa, in his knowledge, in his following of the sunnah of Rasulullah in his ability to inshallah guide us correctly, we will follow one person. But we will respect everyone. Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi somebody once asked him that the great students of Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala one was Al-Qama rahimahullah. And the other was Aswad rahimahullah. Both tabi'een. says, who is greater among them? Who is the better one among them? Imam Hanifa rahmatullahi his reply is filled with lesson for us. He says, these people, I can only take their names in a way of making dua for them and seeking Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness for them, that any shortcomings Allah Ta'ala forgive them out of respect for them. 
I cannot take their name in any other way. كَيْفَ أُفَضِّلُ بَيْنَهُمَا Where am I going to be in a position to now judge between them and say who is better than the other? Yes, follow, we'll follow one person. But we'll respect everybody. Otherwise, we are risking ourselves to put ourselves in that, that blockage in our deen. Our responsibility is to respect everybody. Otherwise, this is a common pastime. We start getting into the discussions of who, what and where and how can this be. And we start passing judgment over things. Whereas, that's not our domain. Our domain is to follow somebody who we believe is the person who is good enough for us. That is what we will be asked for about the, on the day of Qiyamah. فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ that did we fulfill this command of Allah Ta'ala? Ask somebody of knowledge, if you do not know. And we ask one person. Otherwise we'll start fatwa shopping. In order to suit ourselves, and in order to just appease ourselves, not for the sake of really doing what is right. So we choose one personality, and we continue on that. But the respect must be across the board. The respect must be across the board, then anybody's error is between him and Allah Ta'ala. This aspect, this is a very fundamental part of our deen. Respect, adab. Ba adab, ba nasib. Be adab, be nasib. The one with adab, he will go very far ahead. He will gain a lot. And the one without adab will be tremendously deprived. So this lesson of adab has to be inculcated. Adab for all the aspects of deen. If you look around, Allah forbid we'll find that we are greatly lacking in adab of Essential things, other of the Quran Sharif. How is the Quran Sharif handled? Let us see sometimes how it's kept in our home, where it's kept. How are children coming back from Madrasa, where are they leaving it? How are they carrying it sometimes in a haversack behind their back? And sometimes Allah forbid between other books. Like the Quran Sharif has just become like another textbook now, What are we drawing down? Are we drawing the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala with this or the wrath of Allah Ta'ala? The respect of the masjid, the house of Allah Ta'ala. The respect of the azan, the respect of all the aspects of deen. These are all things we have to bring deep down in our lives, inculcate these aspects in the lives of our children. This will become our protection, their protection, become a means of our progress, a means of their progress as well. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq and enable us to inculcate this respect within us to the highest level. Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq of fulfilling all the aspects of deen, keep us with iman. Take us with Iman and raise us on the day of Qiyamah with Iman.